0: Imagine renting a vehicle where you can download the app, select your car, then walk up to it, tap, and then drive away. The Electric Vehicle Network makes it as simple as that. This multi-brand electric car dealer in Canada with locations in Toronto is where you can rent or buy lightly used EVs. Join me in welcoming Johnny Beckett, who talks about the Electric Vehicle Network's revolutionary way of renting or buying an electric vehicle. Hi, Johnny. Welcome to Reimagined Energy.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: It's great to uh, to speak with you today and uh, learn a little bit about your background. You know, what led you to where you are now?
1: Well, it's definitely been uh, a long and winding road for sure. Uh, so a little bit about me. I was uh, born and raised in, in Halifax right here in, in HRM. And uh, I spent the first 10 years of my career in uh, in consulting engineering um as a electrical designer and technologist uh doing lots of uh, electrical uh, infrastructure projects all around the atlantic region and um and uh, and, it, and it's funny so i do have a technical background but i sort of uh i was working at a at a firm cbcl a great a great local firm uh, at the time this is way back mind you in 2011 and, Way uh, back
0: 2011, yeah, exactly. can't believe it.
1: And they had a program at the time called Share Ready. This coincided with, uh, of course, the uh, the market introduction here in North America of the first uh, Nissan Leaf. And uh, so this Share Ready program had a number of the, these Leafs that were ready to share at different points, like at Nova Scotia Power or at CBCL, for example, in downtown Halifax. And it gave you know technical minded professionals an opportunity. Uh, to drive electric. And because I was already obsessed with renewable energy and already in this sort of in the sector and doing energy audits and, and clean infrastructure and that kind of thing, it was really a, a, a happy a happy transition. I had a very good uh, first experience in that Nissan Leaf. And, and actually at the time I was living about 45 minutes away from downtown Halifax. So they really wanted me to use it, especially to see, you know, doesn't meet your lifestyle, doesn't meet your needs. You live 45 minutes away from downtown Halifax, and this is a very new thing. And it actually ended up with charging at work with a charger installed at work. It actually worked out very well. And I realized I recall all these years later sitting in a gym parking lot before I went in for my workout, thinking about all the technical steps and pieces that would have to come together and innovations for this uh, you know, electric future that we now refer to to really take off. Again, again in context, it was 2011, so <laughs> right. well, that's it's really been a been sort the... of full circle how I, how I got well, to. Yeah,
0: definitely, and it, there's been a lot of changes in the industry since then. You know, there's been a, you know, pun intended, but, you know, a bumpy ride a little bit and a couple of potholes thrown in there, So, which all comes from rapid growth in the industry, right? That's but... right. Where would you say you know the industry is right now for EVs, like on the consumer side, but also the commercial side?
1: Uh, it's uh, definitely it's definitely growing. It hasn't really stopped growing, uh, which is a great thing. Um, so it's been it's been growing more and more and more intensely, uh, even you know pre COVID. It really you know coalesced with the introduction of of the Model Three, and and that really was the first mass market car that the mass market consumer could see themselves driving so that was definitely an inflection point in the industry and and that's continued on through uh, all the unfortunate events of of covid over the past few years and and it's it's kept growing steadily but it hasn't been without you know its fair share of of bumps and potholes, like you said, especially as Nova Scotians. We're we used to a bit of a bumpy ride here domestically uh on our roads. But um but it has been a topsy turvy few years in the vehicle industry generally, but compoundedly so with respect to electric vehicles. Again, everything from supply numbers uh to you know um uh you know uh price drops in the market from Tesla and how that affects and snowballs through the rest of the industry. You know, uh, there's, there's those things that are happening as well as a massive build out and in charging infrastructure, more makes and models on the road than ever before and more variety for the consumer than ever before. So it's sort of like this yin and yang of, of real concrete challenges on the road to mass adoption and all the suite of innovation that has happened. Even, you know, to bring us to bear to this point, um, you know, has been, it's been quite a ride for sure, but it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I see, I see a little bit of risk in the future, but definitely much more opportunity.
0: That's really good because, um, you know, there's not really good that there's risk, but, um, and I guess, can you elaborate a little bit on the risk side of things?
1: Well, just, just, you know, in, uh, in a most recent sense you know there's there's been sort of a a little bit of a of a backlash i think in the general north American automotive market you know i'm I'm sure you've seen it too and and there's a lot of sort of you know quasi you know misinformation or 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 you know malintent behind uh some of these you know media pieces and and there has been some some concrete you know backlash with respect to the consumer. And uh, you, you know, even just yesterday, you know, Hertz in the states announcing that they were going to dump a bunch of Model Threes back into the pre-owned market. Um, it sort of gives people a sense of, hey, are people really biting? You know, the EV bait, or is the mass market really ready for this? You know, if there is a if there is a backlash, is real? You know, what's the extent of it? How can we respond as an industry and make that more streamlined for the consumer? And so that's that's really where I've been concentrating my efforts these past few years.
0: Definitely, because the the consumer uh, attitudes or the behaviors towards EVs, you know, it's, it it came from a point, and we were both early adopters with EVs, where you know it came from curiosity. It's like, oh wow, that's so cool. Yeah. To now, you know, it's shifting towards. It's kind of a must-have. It's money-saving. It's a it's money saving. It's, it's little costly up front, but, you know, the savings over time, it pays off. Would you say
1: absolutely. Yeah. it's
0: along that line?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the economics are undeniable, and I'm, I'm sure that, um, just to recite the example of Hertz, I'm sure that's why, you know, Hertz ordered so many direct from Tesla, you know, uh, uh, a year and a half ago, um, and, and, of course, the amount that, that, that are being sold, now back into the market is substantially less than they bought. So are people taking the bait? Well, yes, I think so. It's not a it's not a complete you know rosy picture. There's up and down. It's like a stock ticker. It's a noisy function, but uh, it is trending in the right direction, undeniably.
0: You mentioned Hertz just a minute ago. So, let's talk about e v n you know the the electric vehicle network yes, which yep. and which you have and the concept behind it and also you know the cool features about your mobile app you're changing the way people rent cars now
1: well that's 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 very kind of you to say thank you for that um um it's uh it's definitely been an entrepreneurial journey and a half for sure. So EVN short for Electric Vehicle Network uh I co-founded this company back in 2019 with uh with my partner Daryl Croft who uh was the chairman of OK Tire Coast to Coast. So uh he came at it from a perspective of electric vehicles are really easy to maintain is there really a future in big box dealerships? When most of their revenue comes from the service side of the business, and that how easily that could be duplicated in the aftermarket space, which is you know he he owns that space, um, you know, and uh, and of course I came in as the EV technical uh, technical engineering guy and uh, and uh, and sales entrepreneur, so uh, I came in into it uh, on that side. So really the 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 crux of the business model of electric vehicle network is to Be a a full-suite dealer services operation that also does rentals. If you can imagine back in 2019 when it was much newer in the industry and EVs were still very much an early adopter thing, right on that precipice, you know, um, with the with the release of the Model 3. um, You know, Daryl and I sat down and we said, How can we build a business where we're protected financially? and that we can still play in all these exciting new avenues in the e-mobility space. So we basically came up with the idea of renting pre-owned electric vehicles, which gives us as a, as a business a continuous revenue stream and leveraging um, the experience of those rentals as a conduit of education towards the sales process and then and then growing our sales and and, uh, and our EV inventory. So that's that's really sort of what we've been concentrating on. And and you brought up our app, our, our app uh, Rent-Electric, um, available in the app store and uh, an Android store as well, um, is uh, is an app where you can experience an EV fully contactless 24 uh, seven. You can basically get into it, uh, pick your car, put in your license and your insurance information. And uh, the majority of these things are, are happen automatically in the back end. And then when you walk up to the EV's location, uh, you can essentially access the car, you know, from the app itself um, and get in and experience the electric vehicle and see if it's if it's the right, right model for you and, and if EVs even make sense. And of course we're headquartered in Toronto, so uh, it's a very dense, but also a very broad area. Of the GTA, as, as as we all know, so certain makes and models work really well in that environment, and and and, and other models not so much. Like like my yeah. lovely first generation Nissan Leaf, you know, it doesn't work the best uh, in in the GTA. But something like um, like a standard Range Plus has become a, a standard bearer of uh, vehicles that you see on the road and in big cities everywhere. I like
0: the idea of walking up to a, you know, you don't have to walk up to a counter, you know, and, mm-hmm. and talk to a person, wait mm-hmm. in the long lines, you know, for your car to be ready. Oh, it's not ready yet. Or we don't have this car or well, you want to, you know, all the the hassles, you know, uh, if you can imagine yeah. at a at a car rental agency, this, this totally turns it on its head.
1: Yeah. And especially because of course, car rentals are much more general speaking. It's a much more general classic business. And, uh, and, and and you know of course they're not to, uh, they're not they're not you know from the EV space they're from a general automotive general rental business space so uh, so being able to automate that experience up front allows us to have the human capacity to interact and again use that rental experience as a conduit to education. So, you know, it doesn't make sense as a business to pay somebody to stand there and, and, you know, enroll people into rental sessions. It makes much more sense to pay those people, you know, to have their back with respect to an uncertain charging infrastructure or be able to communicate them in real time in the vehicle, let them know, ease their anxiety of where charging stations are located. And, of course, there's so many fun things that you can do from a, from a marketing perspective, like gamification and that kind of thing that, that we're just experimenting with now um that uh, that I think is going to you know lend itself to growing this part of our business
0: interesting what would you say is the future of car dealerships does this change the way they 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 need to be or or would become with evs i, think,
1: I so. think so i i think there's a few changes that are happening generally in the automotive industry that are taking advantage of the simplicity in design of electric vehicles and what they bring to bear Um, you know, uh, most notably the lack of, uh, the lack of maintenance and the lack of that, uh, service revenue stream as a big box dealership. You know, these are, these are legacy businesses that run on the equity that's stored in the building on a parking lot. Um, all that is subject to change, uh, here in the future you know, you've got new world EV manufacturers, obviously Tesla's in and will remain in the pole position in that with their direct to consumer model. But you see, you know, uh, you see one of the biggest automotive companies, you know, in history, Ford, with their CEO very much wanting to duplicate that. But of course being held back by the dealer, their own dealer lobby, of course, but they do want to make that change into much, um, you know, the dealership will change from a big box revenue generation facility to a consumer centric, you know, delivery point and, 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 you know, service and education uh, consumer touch point. And, um, but of course, you know, that comes at the expense of all that equity stored in land that will not be functionally usable in that future. So it really raises a a big question and a big risk, uh, you know, for, for large, dealer groups, of course, they'll be able to absorb this risk over time, but there's going to be a point on the graph when that kind of business model just doesn't make sense with this sort of hyper-electrified, hyper-connected industry that we're building.
0: Would never have thought of that. But, you know, you have some really good, interesting points that you've just made there, you are a member of EVAC which is what oh let me get this right the Electric Vehicle Association of Atlantic Canada right I got it right first that's time. great <laughs> so you you've been you you know you were one of the early people you know who who's you know helped start it up um how have you how have you seen it evolve through the years
1: Oh my gosh I mean you know I was right there with uh, with Kurt and Jeremy and some others in our very first meeting which I think was early February, 2018. Um, and it was just us, it was just, you know, four or five of us at uh, at the library uh, in downtown Halifax, meeting to see how we could connect with like-minded individuals in the early adopter space and sort of push that boundary and push that education and push that awareness uh, across the entire region. And it's been enormously successful. Um, you know, we've grown, uh, as a Facebook group, we've grown from just those three original members to over 3,000. So that's that's a, a really good growth figure, and uh, and we really we really care about and really focus on the education and keeping the conversation positive. And I think that that's really important. It's a really hard job to do, especially you know again in our hyper-connected world where everyone has their own opinion. Certainly, doesn't mind sharing. Um, so some of these Facebook groups, with respect to EVs that you see across the country, sometimes they're really functional, and sometimes they're really not because they're flooded with uh, FUD and, and they're just flooded with just negative opinions So just turn everyday people off, especially you know everyday people that come to those groups as a as a as a way and means to connect with that community and to try and connect with the with the technology, with, with the EVs. So it really puts people off, but I'm really proud of the work that our BOD has done, Kurt Sampson in particular, um, who's just worked so hard at keeping that to be a, a positive space. Um, it's really lent itself to, I think, the growth that we've experienced.
0: It's a very helpful Facebook page in the sense that if you ask a question somebody will answer and it will be from yes. a fellow yes. immediately, immediately immediately and and it's and they're helpful and and everyone's on the same page and it's it's great for these groups because if I had a question about my Tesla, chances are I wouldn't be able to contact from Tesla themselves, you know, but if I ask a Tesla group on Facebook, that's well vetted, you know, um, yeah. of who belongs there, you're going to get hundreds of people responding to your.
1: As a, as a as a member, I can't even really be first in line to comment in there anymore. There's just so many there's so many other helpful people that have that have come along and mm-hmm. and have stayed with us as well. So it's a yeah. it's a it's pretty monumental. We have lots of lots of things planned. Lots more in in person meetings planned post COVID. So mm-hmm. that's helpful and. We'll hopefully, see you in person, Maria, at one of these meetings. <laughs> I'd
0: love to. I used yes. I I've been to a few already, and definitely, uh, I'll, I'll be coming back uh, back into the throes of it all. Getting back to uh, the electric vehicle network, it's you know it's a new year, um, lots of exciting things happening in the future. So, what's next for your organization?
1: Testing and testing and testing. Well, uh, we we. Um, we decided to to not grow our inventory super large and bear the bear the risk and the burden of that. We made a strategic decision to stay small and keep doing these little product market fit demonstrations and and you know these different facets of, of you know experientially led EV education. Um, so so some things that are coming down the pipe uh, in the future is is of course you know. Uh, more app app updates, more rent electric updates, more integrations. We're going to be involved with integrating over what's called o, uh, Open Charge Point Protocol, um, and integrating software in with uh, with chargers that that form part of our network that will pair with our cars. Uh, with, with which is something that uh, I think would bring a lot of convenience to the space. Um, you know, when we were talking about consumer behavior, I, I'm sort of on this path where you know how can I make coming to know an EV and using an EV and you know, becoming one with that lifestyle, uh, how can I make that as easy as possible and as convenient as possible and as close to the reality they know now in gas cars? You know, how can I make that as close as possible to you know, maximize the probability of, the, of, of them transitioning, right? Uh, so when I think of that, I think about you know, the piecemeal nature and lack of reliability around charging networks. And there really needs to be a player that steps in there and owns that space end to end for the benefit of the consumer. And I'm talking about you know integrations to chat and again ease anxiety of people who might be going through that in the moment in one of our rental cars. And I'm also talking about uh, you know integrating those chargers so essentially uh, it becomes part of the rental process. So it becomes habitual to plug in a car. We don't think about this as early adopters but it's extremely foreign for Mm -hmm. a general everyday person to plug in a car it seems so simple when we break it down but psychologically it's it's like when 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 non-early adopters come to experience an ev first time they often don't know what's on (laughs) because again it's that psychological association with something that's loud or something that's aggressive um yeah that happened to me subtle shifts in (laughs) consumer behavior that uh yeah, that that we need to chip away at to uh to to you know build that that electric future that we that we all want and need.
0: Exactly. You know, I have to say, I made that mistake when I first got my EV. I drove it to the grocery store, and I was in the parking lot, and I had to call my husband and say, "How do I turn this off? Like, there's no engine yeah. to turn on and turn off. You know, you yeah. get in and you press a button and go. You know." And, yeah. So yeah, I there's a the education and I like how you or you know your company is is focused on that and uh getting some believers out there and growing them. That's great.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you Johnny for, you know, meeting with me today and uh I love how EVN is reimagining the uh the car rental world and and uh uh you know, really and and adding the education component to it as well. Thanks so much.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me, Maria, and uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. and And hopefully, I have uh, another opportunity to speak with you again and, and see you in person at one of our EVAC meetings.
0: Definitely, I'll, I'll you'll see me there.
1: Okay, excited see to see you. Bye.
0: I love how Johnny and EVN are committed to EV education and turning the car rental industry on its head. Thank you for listening today. Join me next time on the Reimagined Energy Podcast. That's sponsored by the fine folks at Smart Energy Halifax. Take good care. See you next time.